this is our life, you know? This is our life. I read earlier today somewhere, it's like, this is not, this is not a rehearsal, you know? This is it. So what do we want to do with ourselves? What does light us up? And how are we going to prioritize that? And, and if we do, the universe will absolutely... Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I am so glad you're with us here today. We have a special opportunity today to talk to my guest about really diving into that spark, that passion. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Sadie Bess is an energy healer, medicine woman, and the founder of Healing Sacred Feminine. She's on a mission to return women back to their authentic, empowered selves. Her huge passion is bringing greater awareness to the inherited unconscious grief held in our energetic and physical bodies and in the collective due to thousands of years of women's oppression and violence. She utilizes love, energy healing, transformational programs, women's retreats, and community events to support healing the collective's dysfunctional feminine expression, clear trauma, reconnect us to our hearts, and find a new empowering way forward. Welcome, Sadie. Thank you. So nice to be here. It's really here. good to have you Yay. here. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. There is That is a, such a mouthful. You've got a lot going on there, and uh, I'm really excited to get to dive in to some of that with you here today. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, how, how did you come to this work and, and in what way, like, you know, sometimes people come on my show and they there's a really specific reason, right? They say, oh, I, I really related to it in this way. So talk to me a little bit about what does the role of passion and as you said before we recorded the, the the other side of passion overwhelm, right? Um, what is that, the role of that in your work? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for asking that. Um, I feel like so many of us have gotten really disconnected from our spark, from our passion and our purpose. You know, we're just kind of overwhelmed by so much to do in the day. And especially as women, um, there's, you know, taking care of children and they're still trying to do a career and do all the, the other things, take care of family. Um, and it can be really easy to just, just, just have too much and, and not enough time for ourselves. Cause we're, we're overdoing, we're overachieving. We tend to be, you know, real people pleasers and caretakers, and we can get kind of lost in that and then not turn that around on ourselves and be taking care of ourselves and connecting in with our spark and what makes us feel really alive. So, um, and again, speaking to what you just shared about what I do, you know, a lot of this inherited energy that we come in with just kind of, it can be some heavy stuff that we're working through as women, as a, um, as a, as a group, you know, just some, some big energies, um, that we might not even recognize. Oftentimes we just kind of have normalized it and are kind of at this lower levels kind of energy wise, you know, and it can feel really heavy in our body. So when we're in that state of kind of some heaviness and overwhelm and uh, it's hard to connect to our passion and purpose, you know, and remember our spark and, and take the time to, 
to kindle that spark, you know, and, and, and fan the flames. So, yeah. Yeah. So a big piece of, of what I do is, um, kind of unpacking all of that, you know, un unpacking some of those heavier energies that we're carrying around and, and getting back down into that. What is our spark? What is our passion? What does light us up? And, and how can we bring that to the world? Because it's different and unique for each one of us. We each have that beautiful light within. And, and yeah, how do we access that <laughs> and bring it forth? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you really bring to mind the idea that there may be some clearing to do before we get to the part where we get to have more energy and feel more plugged in and and really work our way toward passion, right? Um can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, and and as you were talking, I just got this visual of you know, when, when there's a, a fire, the flame, the passion, and when there's too much piled on top of it, it just kind of goes out, you know, it needs air, it needs space. So you kind of have to, 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 to give it space and to give it some, some room to breathe. So, so that the, fl the flames can, you know, fan and, or flame. <laughs> um, so yeah, so some of this process for us, depending on where we're at in our own personal journeys, some of that can be removing a lot of stuff that's really heavy on it, you know, that's just, that's just over overwhelming us. And, you know, especially as women, but I think everybody in this society, you know, we just, we just take on so much. That's what is celebrated. And that's what we've been told to do, you know, just, um, the early bird gets the worm. You got to work hard. You got to do all these things. We're all trying to do all of the things, you know, there's like this fear of missing out. If I don't do this, I'm not going to achieve that. Um, so-and-so is doing this and they're successful. I better try that. You know, there's just so much and it, it, it's just gotten, it's, it's overwhelming. There's just too much. So we, um, yeah, we need to kind of clear away some of that and get down to what is essential. We need to simplify and kind of get back to basics and, and, and look at what is really true for us, what's true in our hearts, not what our mind says we're supposed to be doing, comparing and contrasting to everybody else, but what really speaks to our hearts, what lights us up, what truly brings us joy. And for a lot of us, that's going to take some time to really sit still with because we've kind of... Um, confused our mental experience with our hearts, you know, so we are a little disconnected from our intuition and from tapping into the truth of because we're so bombarded with all these messages of what it's supposed to look like. Oh, I'm supposed to get the job. I'm supposed to get this career. I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to have kids. I'm supposed to do blah, blah, blah and have the house and all these things. So that's in our minds, but what's actually in our hearts. And that's that since we've been trained into our minds so much, it can take a little bit to, to settle into our hearts and to really like, what really lights me up? What makes me want to just jump out of bed in the morning, you know, instead of like, oh, here's another day, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, so there's some clearing and some unpacking there for sure, for sure. I uh, I really connected to what you said about, so first you were talking about kind of moving from our head energy, our thinking energy into the heart, which is a really different feel in the body and, and terribly different results, just drastically different results. Um, and uh, And as part of that, you mentioned the word stillness. 
And I'd love to sort of dive in to what does what does stillness do for us? And and why would we bother, right? There are plenty of people who are like, I got 10 minutes, I'm gonna meditate, mm, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> or lots of other people who feel like I can't, I can't meditate. I can't make quietness happen, right? Um, but you didn't say quiet. You said still. And still is really different than quiet. So I would love to kind of talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, that's interesting. A lot came up there when you were talking about that, like this meditation piece. I think people have kind of put a lot of pressure on themselves to that it needs to look a certain way. And from what I know, in my own spiritual path and working with people, the minute you sit down to meditate, especially in this society, we're bombarded with energies and frequencies and just so much stuff. The minute you sit down to meditate, your mind is going to go, you know, (laughs) it's just going to be racing and there's not likely going to be much stillness there. So that is a great idea, but it tends to take a little while of consistent practice with meditation to get to a point of stillness. And I seriously, this is, I've been doing this for years and still my mind will just be like, well, it's got a lot going on in there anytime I sit down. So stillness, what, what I feel like is really, what's a beautiful place for stillness. And I think a lot of us can relate to this is when we go out into nature, you know, when we finally get out into nature and we just sit and just sit and maybe look around, you know, look, look at, 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 at nature, look at the trees, look at the birds, look at, um, and that's where I find a lot of calm and stillness just because I've gotten out of, you know, maybe some city stuff and it doesn't have to be far out into nature, even into the park to just sit in the grass or out in your yard and just sit there and just kind of allow things to settle down, allow your mind to settle down and, and try to feel into, in, into, into what, what is alive for you, you know? Um, so that stillness, cause even with meditation, people can get hyper like focused on trying to achieve something in meditation. So there's not necessarily a stillness, you know, there's still, a, um, attachment to outcome with meditation. So stillness is just allowing ourselves to go internal and, and listen. I think listening is a really big piece of stillness, you know, and that's a really great part of meditation as well. Instead of trying to quiet the mind to just listen, listen to our bodies, listen to what's happening outside. And then we can try to move out of our mind a bit allow whatever is coming forward to come forward, you know, to, to come into our experience. Yeah, sure. That's great. That's great. Um, I, I really relate to this piece about the, uh, the energy of nature. And as you were talking about, um, stillness and nature, I think there are lots of people who can kind of just go outside and, and automatically feel different, right? Feel a part of whatever that energy is. And there are others who, uh, you know, are not used to that. And they just are like, well, it feels the same as inside for me. Um, And so one of the things that came into my mind as you were talking is I grew up in the north and we had giant snowstorms. And there is something that happens and you here listening today may relate to this. There is a thing that happens when you have a big snowstorm 
where after the snowstorm, you've got two or three feet of snow and everything has stopped. The world has stopped because they can't keep up and they just stopped. And that next morning when it's all over, if you open a window, open a door, it is absolutely still. You can't see anything moving. You don't hear birds whooshing around trying to find their breakfast, right? It's just stillness. And that's a space that um, is so nice to be able to go back to as an adult, right? Because I had that experience as a child. I was able to use that as a metaphorical space uh, that is really similar to the place in your heart when all is well and you are still. And uh, so I love that you bring that up. Really great. Yeah, nature. Yeah, that oh, I, I can totally feel that too. When you're talking about it, the snow, it's just, yeah, there's a calm and this stillness, like you said, it's just like, uh, yeah. And it's very, it's, it's, it's very powerful and very tangible, the, the feeling that it evokes mm. within us. So beautiful. So what happens when we go to that place, we find some stillness. And for me in my practice, I find that this is a critical element that somehow we have to find stillness in order to get to those good things that we want. We, we can all go around saying, I want to be, you know, I want to have, what is it? More time, more money, more, uh, more of everything, right? I want to have everything. Uh, but the, the, the passageway, the pathway that you you walk through from frustration, irritation, anger, worry, stress, depression, sadness, all of the other emotions that we kind of live in every day, <laughs> right? They are part of our cultural norm. Um, that that passageway for for my work really is the stillness, and that once you're in the stillness, then you have choices. And I wonder. Um, if you could speak to that a little bit. You have choices. Yes. Um, absolutely. When you're not feeling like you're being pulled in all sorts of directions or, um, you know, again, it's like doing things for, I was going to say for the wrong reasons, but let's say for fear-based reasons, you know, fear of missing out, fear of not getting, fear of not achieving, fear of not, um, something not happening, fear of something happening, you know, fear, fear, fear. We tend to make a lot of our choices from that place. And when, and, and, you know, really, that's a really important practice for, for that I would recommend to anybody, you know, when making decisions or throughout their day, and it can be the smallest decisions down to what we're eating, you know, um, where are we choosing from? If we stop and feel into that, what is our decision based on? Is it coming from a place of love and caring, or is it coming from a place of fear? And, um, it's pretty eye opening when we start recognizing how much of it is fear-based and a uh, fear of not getting a need met fear of not something not happening or something happening. So that is really interesting. So, so when we come to that place of stillness, we get a little bit different perspective and we're able to pull back out of the fear-based responses, the reactivity, and we can see things in a new way and we can make decisions and move forward in different ways. And we can see things that we weren't able to see before when we're coming from that real hectic kind of 
overdoing, overachieving mode or just fear-based mode. So this stillness just opens us up to so many different opportunities, so many different experiences, so many different ways of being in the world. And it allows for things to come in. That's the thing. The universe is so wildly, wonderfully, beautifully supportive. And oftentimes we just can't hear it. You know, we can't hear the messages because we're not still and quiet. So um, that stillness allows us to to be held and to be supported and, and to hear those messages that are coming in, to hear um yeah, things outside of ourselves. And, and yeah, it really can open things up so much. Yeah, I love that you're, you're, you brought up the energy of the universe. So there's this space when we get real quiet, when we get overwhelmed, right, then our nervous system is like, it's too much, it's too much, there's too much information, too much input, can't, can't deal. Um, but once you get to that space of stillness, it's not quiet, <laughs> right? So uh, it's often there is so much going on in the, the universal energy, in the space that is both outside of you and just outside of you, right? Part of your energy system um, that is there for you and can, can really have an impact on your your next moments experience including future moments right not just you can really make a change a transformational change in that moment um and i think that's an important piece of the spark concept right can you talk about that idea especially as an energy worker right you to to really talk about that yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, I just flashed on. I remember um, a client that I was working with and, you know, because in one of my programs, part of, uh, we start the morning off with a, a small meditation, just, you know, to 10 minutes every day. It's like just to get, <laughs> get in the, the habit of it and to, to come into more stillness. And, and she said, um, it was through a conversation we were having and she's, I don't even remember what it was, but she was just like, oh, okay, so I don't have to be totally quiet and still my mind and quiet my mind because all these different ideas are coming in and there's all this stuff. And I think of these things that are just, you know, like creative ideas. And I'm like, that's the universe telling you. That is when, you know, when you sit down and allow yourself this to the time and the space to just be still. Yeah, it's not necessarily quiet ideas are coming in creativity um you know that that's when the universe is like hey check this out we got some things for you you know and you know and i told her i was just like yeah i recommend keeping a journal next to you and so you can write the ideas when they come down um, and then they come through and and yeah that's that creativity the spark the fire element is our creativity our passion our purpose and um yeah when we when we allow that stillness it, it yeah the universe comes in and, and creativity starts flowing and that's when we're lit up you know we've got all these ideas things are coming through we're getting inspired we're getting passionate again we're like ah I want to try this. I want to do the thing. This looks exciting, you know, and that's the communication. But again, if we don't allow ourselves that stillness time, and yes, the really important stillness does not mean totally quiet. It's just like, it's just allowing, allowing whatever needs to come through to come through 
instead of forcing, instead of efforting, instead of like do, 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 you know, we oftentimes will get the most amazing messages and guidance when we just allow ourselves to sit down for a minute, you know, <laughs> so good. You talked about the fire element. And I wonder, I know that, you know, sometimes words are triggers for people. <laughs> and so they hear one thing and they go like, oh, I think I know what that means. But I wonder if you could flesh that out a little bit so that we could really understand. Yes, our whole um, experience here is made out of elements. Uh, you know, we've got fire, air, water, um, earth, and ether. Those are the five. There's more, but that's really kind of what our little 3D world here is made up of. So um, they all have different qualities. I mean, we are made up. This is getting more like esoteric for short. I don't know how succinctly I can explain all this, but um, the fire element in our experience is really, you know, when we think of fire, what does it do? It transforms. It transforms anything it comes into contact with, right? It's burning it up. It's um, it's changing it, and it's an alchemical process. Um, so the fire uh, is just really, it, it transmutes, it transforms, and for us, and it's it's um it's a creative energy too, which is interesting when I think about that. For me, I also think of it as very illuminating because it's fire, you know. So, and it burns up old old ways of being and transmutes them into new fresh energies. So, um, which is what fire does, you know, it burns things up. I think of right now. There's like a specific pine cone. It actually needs fire for it to birth a plant, birth a tree. It requires where other seeds can just drop into the ground and, and um, grow from the soil. This actually needs fire to open it up and start its growth process, which I just think is so amazing because it really shows that, um, I don't know, it speaks to the power of nature. She's ready for anything, even fire. Can New birth can come out of that. So, uh, you know, a lot of my listeners here, we're listening for how do we find the spark and what do we do with it when we got it, right? And so I'd love it if you could give a little advice of how can we start to, to work with that uh, energy of passion that you've been describing? How can we start to get there? To get there? I think, um, you know, the first thing and one of the simplest things that, um, that came to me was writing and journaling, you know, and can be really as simple as you start off with a sentence, like talking to your soul or your inner self, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, what do I feel passionate about? What really lights me up? What am I excited about? What, um, what do I feel really joyful about? And, and then just let yourself write and see what comes through and, and try not to judge it or, uh, resist anything that comes through and just, just allow whatever shows up on the paper to show up and, um, you know, give it a few pages and just write and try not to judge as you're writing. I know that can be hard sometimes. It's like, uh, but, and then afterwards you can, there's a lot of insight that can come through from that, you know, really, really interesting things. I am working on that right now, just <clears throat> and being really honest with myself because we've talked ourselves into certain things that we we think we're supposed to be passionate about or excited about or you know um but 
when we get down to it, like, are we, you know, and what is the thing, you know, is it, I just really want to go fishing all day long, you know, <laughs> that's what makes me excited, you know, it could be something like that, just allow for whatever comes through, and, and maybe it might seem ridiculous, and maybe it's, um, you're worried what people might think of you, um, but just, just allow what comes through, and, and allow that to, I don't know, to, to really inform you on, on how to move forward. And, and some of these things, it doesn't mean like if I want to go fishing all day, it doesn't mean I get to drop everything necessarily and just go fishing all day. But how do you start incorporating that more into your life? And how do you start, um, you know, exploring that and, and allowing it to be more a part of your life and making time for it? Because, Anything we do like that is going to really spread out to the rest of our life. And we're going to, you know, just find greater peace and ease and joy within ourselves the more we give ourselves um, permission to explore our passions and to really get into that. So, um, yeah, really important to make time for it and even schedule it in. We're such schedulers. You know, we have our calendars packed, packed, packed. So, schedule in time for your passion, whatever that might be, you know, and just really make it a priority because this is our life, you know, this is our life. I read earlier today somewhere, it's like, this is not, this is not a rehearsal, you know, this is it. So what do we want to do with ourselves? What does light us up and how are we going to prioritize that? And, and if we do, the universe will absolutely meet us there, you know, that really will. Some of those other things can just fall away. They don't need to be front and center, you know? That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, I, and I, and I like that you addressed the, uh, do we just jump into action, right? When we get these ideas and thoughts, there's a period of working with those time, those thoughts and feelings and sparks before there's like, let me quit my job <laughs> and yeah, be a fisherman, yeah. <laughs> right? And so, and so that period's so important because so many times there's uh, an impatience. There's a feeling of impatience that goes with passion, right? It's like, oh, I can feel the swirl of energy, and you're moving in the direction, and then you're like, let me just go, and your life is not ready for that, right? So that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. <laughs> well, I would love it if you could tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and be a part of your world. Awesome. Yeah, um, you can find me on my website. That's a great place. Um, HealingSacredFeminine.com. And I'm on Facebook, Sadie Bess. That's a great place as well. Um, yeah, and uh, join my mailing list. And I have lots of events every month. It's just really amazing. All right, great. And and you earlier when we were talking, you talked a bit about a program that you have available for folks. Can you uh, talk a little bit about that? Yes, yes, yes. This is my Sacred Feminine Phoenix Rising, speaking of sparks, you know, and burning it down. So um, really, uh, burning up the old kind of wounded feminine archetype that that a lot of us have been rocking out a little too much maybe like resentful fearful bitter and angry and frustrated maybe some victim mentality um just from a lot of um 
you know, growing up in this patriarchal society that just hasn't really cherished and honored the feminine energy so much. But, you know, we're coming into a new time. It's a gorgeous time and the feminine is really starting to to rise and really come back into her power. So this program is all about bringing some of that, that heaviness to our consciousness so we can move in a new direction. And um, yeah, to definitely flame fan those flames and, and connect, reconnect with our passion, our intuition, our hearts. You know, we've, um, we've kind of just shut down and been really defensive towards life, towards our partners, towards, um, towards, towards the universe wanting to give us so much love and abundance and creativity, you know, for sure. So really through a variety of, um, different there's an energy healing session every week and there's writing exercises and one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions and really powerful awakening through this process and at the end there's a beautiful death ritual where it's you know death to the old way of being and releasing those old wounded feminine energies and just stepping strong into our sacred feminine, just rising in our power and our passion. And it's just, it's a, it's a lovely program. And I'm just so excited to, to be sharing it with people. So thank you so much for asking. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, thank you for being with us here today, Sadie. Yeah, thank you so much. I want to remind everybody that if you are in a position where you find that there's frustration in your life, you find that you go into your situations throughout your life and you think, oh, why am I so irritated with that person? What's going on with me? Or even if you're really walking through a season of darkness and there's a lot going on in your life, that there is a resource. You can go to unbreakable.guide and on your browser and it will take you to the resource that is a guide that I have written for you to being unbreakable, to being fully yourself. You, there is a complete system within it that will teach you how to reframe and rework with yourself in order to be able to navigate your life more easily and also some immediately actionable tools that you can use to help yourself get there along the way. So that's at unbreakable.guide. Thank you so much for being here with us today.
this is our life, you know? This is our life. I read earlier today somewhere, it's like, this is not, this is not a rehearsal, you know? This is it. So what do we want to do with ourselves? What does light us up? And how are we going to prioritize that? And, and if we do, the universe will absolutely... I am working on that right now just <clears throat> and being really honest with myself because we've talked ourselves into certain things that we're, we think we're supposed to be passionate about or excited about or, you know, um, but when we get down to it. because anything we do like that is going to really spread out to the rest of our life. And we're going to, you know, just find greater peace and ease and joy within ourselves. The more we give ourselves um, permission to experience.